Indigenous Rights Radio, because knowledge is power. You are now listening to Cultural Survival's Global News Bulletin. In news from Africa, Germany has recently apologized for the inhumane treatment of the people of Tanzania during the early 1900s. Almost 300,000 people were killed during the Maji Maji Rebellion, which was one of the most brutal anti-colonial uprisings. President Frank Walter Steinmeier made the apology at the museum in Songya, where the rebellion took place. He asked forgiveness for the actions of Germans against the Tanzanian people's ancestors. President Steinmeier emphasized that what happened back then is a shared history between the Tanzanian and German people. The rebellion was a response to a German policy that forced the indigenous population to grow cotton for export. Tanzania, which was then known as Tanganyika, was part of German East Africa along with modern-day Rwanda, Burundi and parts of Mozambique. Human remains were brought from German colonies both as trophies and also for racist research. To Morocco now, indigenous Amazigh women are facing difficulties recovering from one of the most powerful earthquakes in Morocco's history. About 500,000 people were displaced after the disaster on September 8th and the majority of them were Amazigh. The Amazigh, who predates the Arab and Islamic conquest of Morocco, lost their homes and workshops, impacting their sources of livelihoods. These workshops are where women create their rugs and crafts which they sell to support themselves and their families. The authorities announced an 11.7 billion reconstruction plan in late September. However, they have yet to provide any details of the shorter-term plans to assist thousands of displaced people. These people had to endure heavy rain and storms which hit the region in mid-October. In South Africa, during the first visit to an African country since they ascended to the throne a decade ago, the King and Queen of the Netherlands paid a symbolic visit to the slave lodge in Cape Town, South Africa. The slave lodge is where thousands of Africans and Asians were enslaved by Dutch colonists in the past. As they entered the two-story building with creaky floors, they were met with leaders of the Khoian San, the indigenous groups who were displaced 350 years ago by Dutch colonizers in Cape Town. In recent times, the King of the Netherlands, William Alexander, made a formal apology for his country's participation in slavery and colonialism. However, South Africa's indigenous groups and the descendants of those who were enslaved by the Dutch are demanding a direct apology from the Netherlands in addition to reparations for the atrocities committed during centuries of colonialism in South Africa. Moving to Asia, in news from Myanmar, the Department of Justice in Manila has officially charged the Myanmar junta with killing people, cutting up bodies, setting hundreds of homes on fire, damaging churches and using aid as a tool of war. Five people from Chin State in Myanmar filed a criminal case on October 25th under Philippine law asking to start a war crimes probe into 10 members of the Myanmar junta, including Min Ong Lang, the leader of the coup. The report comes two years after a large-scale arson attack on the town of Tantlang. The attack was part of an offensive in Chin State in the southwest of Myanmar in 2021 that burned about 2,000 homes, killed at least 250 people and forced 60,000 people to flee to India. Salai Ling, who is the Deputy Executive Director of Chin Human Rights Organization, is one of the people who have filed the complaint. The Chen Human Rights Organization is pursuing justice against the perpetrators of a legal case against Myanmar's military for forcibly assimilating the Chen indigenous people into the dominant culture. To Nepal now, 
the route is one of the last nomadic hunter-gatherer groups in Nepal are in danger of disappearing. They are recognized as one of the 59 indigenous nationalities by the government of Nepal. With only 156 members remaining, the Rautiers are facing immense pressure to abandon their traditional way of life and assimilate into settled society. When the current generation dies, the Rautiers will take with them the unique language, culture and ideas. They are known as the kings of the forest and have survived for centuries by living a nomadic lifestyle relying on wild yam, forest vegetables, langurs and makakis. They create wooden bowls and exchange them for rice and cloth. However, the Rautiers way of life is under threat from various factors including the depletion of forests, competition from settled farmers and government policies that encourage sedentarization. The village of Hin Lad Nai, located in the north of Thailand and inhabited by the Karan indigenous peoples, has been receiving global recognition for the exceptional land conservation practices. Despite Karan indigenous peoples having a proven history of conservation, the Thai's government's conservation plan has previously ignored their traditional knowledge, making many activities illegal. However, the recent Global Biodiversity Framework, or GBF, has provided a new opportunity to support these ancient farming methods that are beneficial for both the community and the environment as well as uphold indigenous people's rights. In the 1980s, a logging company caused significant environmental damage to the Hin Lad Nai jungle. In response, the people of Hin Lad Nai follow a unique method of farming wherein they clear out a part of the forest by cutting down trees and burning the stumps carefully to assist in the growth of new trees. They then plant crops on the land and leave it unused for 7 to 10 years. Additionally, they perform spiritual ceremonies to mark the transition of land from being in use to being idle. Moving to Latin America now, after 39 days of a national strike, a group of women from the Council of the Mayan people arrived at the public ministry headquarters to show their support for the ancestral authorities of Solola. They also spoke about the proposal for a multinational state. During the event, the Council presented the Green Book, which is a compilation of people's proposals to end the corrupt system and impunity that has caused the political crisis in the country. Such a crisis had not been seen in several years due to the actions that have instrumentalized public institutions in favor of state co-optation. Juanita Toledo, one of the Council members, stated that the initiative to build this proposal began a decade ago. They aim to write a political proposal that was born from the vision of the people. And in Panama, on November 16th, President Lorentino Cotizio addressed the nation to discuss the Cobre Panama Mining Company's first payment to the Panamanian government. However, his message has not been received well by the people and has generated disappointment and animosity. The President's warning about possible prosecution for those who speak out against the contract was not well received by the people, who think it is important to respect the right to freedom of speech and peaceful protest. That is all for this edition of Cultural Survival's Global News Bulletin. For more on the rights of indigenous peoples, visit cs.org and follow Cultural Survival on Facebook and Twitter.